Good morning and welcome to Go in Peace, a daily podcast from the Houghton College Chapel Office, where each day we take a look at one of our college lectionary texts and we ponder provocative thoughts so that we can truly go in peace to love and serve the Lord. My name is Michael Jordan. I'm Dean of the Chapel here at Houghton. Today is Tuesday, October 13th, seven months since the whole world changed on March 13th when we had to cancel chapel and COVID came roaring in. And uh, so we're glad to be with you today. Um, We're glad for God's presence in our lives during these last seven months, which have been unlike any other on Houghton's campus, especially grateful for God's preservation during this semester. It's my privilege to talk with you today about today's lectionary texts. Again, if you're new to the podcast, we have a college lectionary, which is just simply a a collection of... um, biblical texts which kind of guide our life together, and each week there's a different theme, and this week's theme is vision, and that's in part because we're celebrating New Vision Week on Houghton's campus, and during New Vision Week, uh, we focus on what God is doing around the world, and so texts this week relate to vision, the idea of vision, so some of the texts are themselves prophetic visions, and then some texts just have to do um, with uh, the idea of vision, and so... Anyway, so today's texts that, uh, if you'd like to read the lectionary, you can find it online at houghton.edu and click on Spiritual Life, and at the bottom of that page you're able to find our college lectionary. Today's texts, if you'd like to read them, are Psalm 23, Genesis 15, 1 through 6, and Acts 11, 1 through 18. And again, if you'd like to read those and then come back to the player, you can feel free uh, to do that. I'll be sharing with you some thoughts today on the 23rd Psalm. And I'd like to read it, of course, in the King James Version. I think that's the only proper version for this text. Uh, I'm just kidding, of course. But there, there is a way that, that the 23rd Psalm sort of exists in the American mind uh, in, in the King James. And so it, it's, it seems like a text which uh, ought to be read in that uh, ancient translation. So I'll read it from the King James. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Think about those words, I shall not want. Uh, One of my favorite uh, treatments of that text is Audrey Assad's song, I Shall Not Want, where she digs into the idea of kind of being able to rest in God uh, when she's able to taste the goodness of God. When I read this, I shall not want, it always, I mean, when I was a kid, I sort of wondered exactly what it meant, um, because it's impossible to imagine a life free of want. I still kind of feel that way some days. <laughs> it's hard for me to live a life free of want. It just seems, it seems false to say. It seems, seems like a lie. Uh, so much of the, the work that I do um, in spiritual formation and and certainly when I teach about the life the spiritual life has to do with like convincing people that 
the things we want are not immaterial to our life with God, that we can't get away from wanting altogether, but instead we have to kind of direct our wants um, to be uh, closer to what, what God wants them to be. I want so much. There, there are so many things that I would like to see happen. And this is not a podcast to talk about all those things, right? But I'm sure that I could list off 10, 11 things that I want, some of which are extremely banal and self-centered, and some of which are really noble and high-minded. I think it's just really um, important, though, to think about in our lives, because, right, that list of 10 or 11 things, in some way, I really am running around trying to get those things. I mean, ideally, I'm not running around just trying to get whatever, the fancy car and the fancy house. But, but my, I'm always going to be pursuing something that I want. But I think that one of the most important things that can happen in our spiritual life, one of, the, one of the most pivotal moments really for us, is when we are running around trying to cobble together our future, when we are trying to get the things that we want, and God says, no, you can't have that. And again, that means one thing if it's like the fancy car, uh, you know, the stuff, the, the, the conspicuous consumption stuff, right? It's one thing when God says, no, you can't have that. It's quite another when God says, you know, this desire you have for a, uh, a friend in this one other person, I, you can't have it. <laughs> Your relationship is just not going to be healed. You're going to do all you can to reach out to this person. It's not going to help. You, you want that person to be a friend. You want that person to be a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It's just not going to happen. You can't have that. It's another when you look at, for example, if you're American, as you look at our politics, right, and you think, like, I just wish there was, you know, many people say, I wish there was an option that I really felt comfortable with. And God's saying, well, there's not right now, so what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> we can't have everything that we want. And we can work towards creating a world where we realize some of the better things that we want, the more high-minded things, but there will always be ways in which we're dissatisfied. And it feels devastating. It feels devastating. Like you, Depending on what it is that you want and are not getting, it can feel like a giant hole in your heart. And maybe you'll run around and be angry if you're that kind of a person and, and try to fill that hole with just because of the anger that's just going to come bubbling up from inside. Maybe you're just a person who will get really sad when that happens and you're going to walk around for days or weeks and just feel empty inside and feel like it doesn't really matter whether I live or whether I die because I'm just so sad that I can't have this thing that I want. You know, in that moment, I think being able to accept our feelings is really important because I'm not saying that all of what we feel is right. Don't hear me say that. I don't just mean accept your feelings like say everything's right. I'm just saying acknowledge that we're feeling them. Because we have to acknowledge that something really painful has happened that's resulted in this particular emotional response. And I think what can happen when we really accept those feelings and we come to terms with the fact that we can't have what we really want, what eventually happens is that we are quieted. We, because it teaches us that we don't, we don't know what to want next. Does that make sense? Like when we want something and want something and want something and don't get it, we just feel empty. And we begin to think, well, what now? What purpose is there for me to get up in the morning if I can't have this thing that I so deeply want? If I can't live in the nation that I can be proud of? If I can't have this particular relationship or friendship or esteem? 
What's the purpose anymore? We don't, in those moments, even know what to want, what to pursue. The reason I'm saying it's really important to do this is because when we're at that point where we don't really know what to want or what to pursue anymore, that's at a moment that we're really free to be radically redirected to what God wants for us. Does that make sense? Like, up until this point, I've been chasing and chasing and chasing this thing that I want so much. Some of it good, some of it bad, whatever. But in that moment where I don't know what to want, then I'm empty enough for God to really start filling it. And then I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm indecisive enough, or I haven't made a decision about what to do, so that I'm really open to what God wants me to do. In those moments, I'm ready to finally stop and listen to God. And hopefully then, right, I can start living differently and I can live more hopefully because I'm living in a different direction than I was before. And so I don't know what that is for you today, that thing that you are chasing that you just can't have. Again, I imagine for some of you there's some surfacey things, but there's probably some pretty deep, painful things there as well. Maybe you haven't gotten into the grad school that you wanted to get into, or you haven't gotten the job you wanted to get, or uh, you asked someone to marry you and they said no. Whatever that is for you, let that bubble up to the surface and acknowledge that it's there. <laughs> feel the hurt that comes from it. Because I think when we feel that hurt, then we're in a place where we're finally ready to be chastened enough to hear, to hear something new and different and to be pointed in a different way. God wants to point us in his direction and sometimes uh, simply can't be heard in our lives above the noise of everything we want. So I just want to encourage you today to, to be in touch with what you want and to be in touch with the pain that comes from not getting what you want so that you're ready to let God point you in a new way. Let me pray for you. God, we know um, that in our lives we can't not want. We know that that's not a real possibility for us not to, to desire things. And yet, God, we would rather not want in the way the psalmist is talking about. We would rather not be so sure of what we want that our lives are just fixed in one direction and not open to what you have. And God, we pray um, that you would make us aware of the things we've been chasing in our lives, which will simply never be. Make us aware of that pain that we're feeling. Help us not to run away from it. Help us to deal well with it and productively. But God, we pray that the, the inner emptiness that we feel from not realizing those things that we want would open us to your radical direction in our lives so we could start living differently and hopefully. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, I am deeply thankful to you for your attention today. And until tomorrow, go in peace to love and serve the Lord.